0: Welcome, one and all, to an all-new episode of the Comic Multiverse, where the worlds of nerd meet. I am your very, very ill host. I have come down with the horrible BC flu, it seems. So, not only am I still away from home, but I'm sick while I'm away from home, and that's just, that's just, that's just great. Joining me is my much less sick host, who, you know, is making me feel more at home. It's Matt, everybody. Yeah, I'm, I don't have the AIDS. No, nah, man. Don't have it. Thanks a lot, Trump's America. <laughs> That's the hip new thing now. That is the new version of thanks, Obama. It's just, yeah, Trump's America. What you going to do? <laughs> you know, I-, I swear I'm not going to make this a political thing every week on the show, but uh, there was something truly hilarious in the news. I'm sure you were following it, Matt, because you're on the social media and everything. Uh, Trump and his vice president picked a fight with, you know, that musical Hamilton. Yep. Yep. Well, here's the truly funny thing, and this affects me as a Canadian, actually. So, in Ontario, there is a place called Hamilton. Mm -hmm. And Trump supporters, who famously are not very bright nor very tech literate, sent a bunch of angry messages and letters and emails to the Hamilton, Ontario Play Company Twitter feed. (laughs) They couldn't tell the difference between Hamilton, the musical, and Hamilton, the place in Canada. Uh, that sounds about right. I'm just like this. I don't know whether to laugh or throw up in my mouth just a little bit. <laughs> and I am sick, so I might actually throw up in my mouth a little bit. I'll try and I'll try and throw up away from the mic. How's that sound? That sounds good. I'll do my best. You know, this won't be this won't be the barf cast. Everyone, you won't be getting the. <laughs> hey, man. You know, there's a lot of weird subgenres on the internet and especially on YouTube. Maybe barf casting is the next best thing. Maybe it is. Well, maybe we'll, get, we'll start a fetish before it even gets <laughs> going. That's what you got to do. You got to be on the ground floor of a new fetish, man. That's what <laughs> it's at. <laughs> like, uh, like all those, what are they, like ASMR videos and everything, where it's, just, where it's just people talking in microphones, like really, really quiet like this and everything. <laughs> Somewhere someone is jacking off to that right now. Oh, yeah, they, they, they'll
1: isolate that part and just put it on a loop
0: (laughs) i mean look it's the internet in terms of sheer numbers and statistics someone is always jacking off to something (laughs) and we want some of that money we want to be on the ground floor of barf casting there's a a lot of groundswell around it matt wouldn't you agree this groundswell Uh, we've started just here i agree <clears throat> so yeah, believe it or not, we actually do have news this week. It's not all just barf casting. But before we get into that, uh, how was your week, Matt? Pretty chill. I'm on holidays at the moment,
1: so I'm sort of catching up on video games and movies and whatnot. The
0: uh, the show is actually a day late, as Patreons will notice. I had people writing me today saying was the show delayed. Yes, it was, because I'm sick and I was way worse yesterday. My throat was on fire and Matt had to cancel for a completely different reason. So I was totally stoked that he had to cancel on the day I was sick. (laughs) Because while I may be at like, oh, I don't know, 55% today, I would have been at zero yesterday if we were to do this. Yeah. That would have been the first time ever I let Matt do the majority of the talking.
1: Yeah, then yeah, that wouldn't be good. I don't like doing work, so... That would truly be (laughs) the
0: darkest timeline, wouldn't it? (laughs) But you know, it's not a dark timeline, though, Matt. Uh, We think we know what the Telltale Marvel project will be now. Uh, For those who have been following Telltale games, and why wouldn't you? I think they put out quality, some of the best written games out there, and they were talking about doing a deal with Marvel, as well as also doing the Batman game for DC, but supposedly... The next Telltale game uh, is actually going to be Guardians of the Galaxy themed. It's a pretty interesting concept for a game. Definitely, because it's a team. I wonder, would you always be playing as Star Lord, or would you get to go back and forth?
1: I, I'd like it to be like you could actually choose who you, you start out as, mm-hmm. and like do their story, and then it gives like uh, replayability <laughs> and everything.
0: Do uh, do you think the game would be more in line with the comic books, or do you think it would be more in line with the movies? Because I think it could go either way. It could go either way. I, I did hear people saying that maybe
1: the game was going to be like a prequel to Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Oh, that'd
0: be fun! Yeah, pick up with them right after the events of the movie. Yeah, I would. Uh, I would personally like to see a fusion, see something that's funny, because obviously Telltale can do this. Just look at their Borderlands games but also draw on stuff from the comics that the movies maybe couldn't do, like maybe do a touch of Annihilation in there while you're at it. That'd be really cool, and Annihilation game would be really cool. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's just a license to print money right there, you know, keep it with that good Telltale writing we know and love, keep it with a good voice cast and everything, so yeah. Yeah, definitely. The the question is is who would Lee from The Walking Dead voice in this game? Because that guy's kind of like their good luck charm. He shows up in all their games in different roles. Ah, <laughs> uh, maybe Yondu. Oh, that'd be fun. Or you know what? He could also be he could also be son of Spartax because I don't think they'll be using him in the movie, so they could put him in the game. Yeah, yeah. Just totally blow people's minds. But yeah, I'm definitely excited for that one. I know I know Telltale has been going so strong for so long, there's a bit of like Telltale backlash going on, where they're like, Oh well all their games are ultimately the same and you don't need to put in any work to complete it. To me, Telltale games they're all about the experience and the writing and the characters. I mean, yes, it's an interactive movie, but there's nothing wrong with an interactive movie if it's good, and especially the way I play them. I don't play them episodically, I wait for them to all come out, and that's like my night's entertainment for a couple nights. Yeah, I I don't play them episodically either. Yeah, and also too, I mean, for stuff like Walking Dead, uh, I think Telltale gets the Walking Dead spirit of the comic better than the TV show does. Oh, yeah, that's
1: that's kind of easy to do, though.
0: <laughs> in fact, I dare say, and I know I've mentioned this before, I like the Walking Dead games more than I like the show and more than I've liked the comic in a long time. Yep. Because, you know what, their, their stories are actually going somewhere and have an end, and that's nice. <laughs> And uh, speaking of stories and going places, that moves us on to our next bit of news here. This, this I always hate it when we do this, Matt, because we do our show at the beginning of the week. They'll always announce a big piece of news just as we finish rendering the show and just put it up. But uh, Inhumans mm-hmm. has been announced for what we now know to be an eight-episode miniseries slated for not only TV, but IMAX as well.
1: I know, this was some big <laughs> news when it first came out. It was some really big news. I,
0: I rarely get surprised anymore. I think the only thing that came even close to being as surprising was the Spider Man news back when, because this is like, wow, you know, I, I would never have guessed that they were going to do something like this in a million years. And it's it's kind of a ballsy move, and it's also kind of a genius move at the same time. It is. It's it's kind of like a win-win for everyone. You still get your movie experience, and you get a TV show that will undoubtedly build off the success of what Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has been doing. And mm-hmm. you get to charge ticket prices for people to come and see the first two episodes in IMAX.
1: <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's <laughs> great. And uh, apparently we're still going to be getting the actual Inhumans movie that was slated. Mm, yeah, I, 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 obviously I've heard a
0: lot I... of mixed messages on that, actually. Do explain.
1: Yeah, I, I'm not sure, like, obviously when it's going to be, but apparently we're, we're definitely going to be getting it, and my guess is maybe this is going to be, like, a lead-in or sort of, like, a primer right. for that, because <laughs> I know this series, some some information of it came out, I think, yesterday or today or something, and it's going to be set on the moon.
0: Oh, the, so uh, the, the the part of the moon in the Marvel Universe where people can breathe, that place. Yeah, I think so right and this this will we do know will focus on the royal family so we will get to see black bolt medusa and the rest yeah yeah that's going to be really cool it will be cool i wonder will we see daisy johnson or any of the inhumans from shield show up at all it's going
1: to be interesting a lot of people seem to assume that because this is getting the green light that agents of shield is automatically canceled Mm. and I don't think a lot of people realize that Agents <laughs> of S.H.I.E.L.D. was around before Inhumans became a thing on the show. That's and true. You know, now they're doing Ghost Rider and going away from Inhumans, so... I, I, I will you know, say,
0: though, with this season, with Ghost Rider being as big and as huge as he is, I don't know what they would do for the next season of S.H.I.E.L.D. to up the ante. Yeah, well,
1: um, it would definitely be really interesting, especially since if it does get another season, this could definitely inform that season and bring more people over into that into the show and into viewing the show you, you would so hope be so. really yeah i'd be
0: really interested to see what they do i mean yeah you would hope so because like the only place you could go is up with this because if they came back with another season of shield and it was just like oh we're fighting hydra again it would be like ah oh, really yeah yeah i'd be really I'm um, i really don't know
1: where they're going to go with it maybe they continue to do stuff with um cool guess that uh
0: that lmd robot oh yeah Ada. yeah lots of good stuff you could do there. would not it be funny if like every new season of shield because ghost rider was so big they pick like a different member of the midnight suns to launch like hey guys this year on shield it's all about vampires and here's our new friend blade <laughs> that
1: would actually be really interesting. Like a horror series sort of thing. Yeah, like, that would
0: actually be really cool. Because it's like, in our first couple of seasons, we've done everything spy-centric we can do. What do we do next? Uh, let's turn it into a horror series.
1: <laughs> that could be actually really cool. Especially now that it's got that extra uh, rating on it. Yeah. Since it's... Yes, and since it's on, I think later on, or I'm not sure when exactly it's on. So I watch it at a different time, so Same. it can it can
0: go that little bit more mature and a little bit more edge. Mm-hmm. Can uh, can show more of Quake's panties. I love that in her suiting up montage. <laughs> she's like gauntlets, eye makeup, panties, and I'm like, oh, well, thank you for showing <laughs> us that. I guess it's nice to know. It's nice to know she brought a clean pair on this mission. That's that's good, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like the editor having some fun, like, no, 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 we need this shot in here, though. <laughs> it's like some creepy editor was just filming Bennett getting dressed and being like, yep, yep, it's good, we need this, we got the shot, it's all good. <laughs> it's gonna be great, it's gonna be great, you're gonna see it. people are gonna love it. it's gonna be great. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Inhumans is cool, I'm interested in it because this is like a TV IMAX venture. We've never seen anything like this before, and already the fact that IMAX is throwing in behind it pretty much tells me we don't have to worry about this being a cheap production or anything.
1: Yeah, well, from what I understand, they're paying for the first two episodes, the Mm. ones that are in in the cinema, but I imagine they're going
0: to have a hand in the rest of the series. It's a smart idea, man. If this pays off big, and I see no reason why it wouldn't, don't be shocked if other shows start following suit with this. I mean, hell, the CW universe is just leading up to their big, like, four-episode crossover between all their shows. Imagine if they could film that in IMAX and make you pay ticket money to go see it. Hey, it'd be better than the movies they're putting out at the moment. Yeah, so. yeah, that's that's harsh but true, Matt. That is harsh but true. <laughs> you, you could literally come back and say, man, I saw a DC movie that was actually representative of the comics I like. <laughs> was pretty fucking great. Citizen Steel had a costume and everything, and the Dominators look perfect. (laughs) Did you see that? The Dominators? We got, like, a quick look at them. They look absolutely comic perfect.
1: Yeah, they look great. They got the big red (gasps) spot on their
0: face, and they got the big teeth and fingernails and everything. look awesome. To think you and I were just spitballing and talking shit and being like, Yeah, they should fight the Dominators on the CW show, (laughs) only to hear, Hey, the crossover, they're fighting the Dominators. What?
1: Yeah, and now we've just said that they're going to, you know, go to the movies with these crossovers, so it's going to happen. It's going to
0: get announced soon. (laughs) Could you imagine the inner studio and, like, inner producer war that would take place if they started putting out the CW shows in, like, theaters and IMAX experiences and they got better reviews and were more enjoyed? It... It'd be cool, but it'd also be very embarrassing and be very telling of DC. It'd be fucked up, too, because then you'd have to thank Greg Berlanti for it. You know, the man who ruined (laughs) Green Lantern is now doing good. What? (laughs) I've had a very weird relationship with Greg Berlanti. If it was, for those of you who don't remember, it was shitting on that Green Lantern movie that first got me noticed and recognized on YouTube back in the day. And now to turn around and see that he's actually got his hands in TV shows I quite enjoy. Kind of amazing.
1: Yeah, and I, I think that's kind of telling, like, TV seems to be the format he's suited for, <coughs> whereas yeah. film isn't.
0: I guess so, ma'am. I guess so. And you know what? Speaking of Green Lantern, and we absolutely were, uh, here's a piece of news for you. The rap is apparently now saying that Green Lantern will show up in the Justice League movie, despite the fact that everyone else involved in the Justice League movie is saying, no, that's not the case.
1: Oh god, if they do, this movie's gonna like I, I was I was on Twitter the other day and I was like putting together everything that this that's sort of been confirmed or sort of implied from what's been happening with the production and so far we're getting obviously the we've got the death and return of Superman, we've yep. got Dark Side, Steppenwolf, that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably more lex Luthor stuff
0: the flash and got to, cyborg and all that yeah other. you gotta
1: set up 80 percent of the team <sighs> and fight, tell them tell everyone who they are we have atlantis stuff because a bunch of atlanteans have been cast like oh, uh, Willem, Willem defoe's playing some atlantan the role yeah. he was born to play now yeah, water oh <laughs> um, and and then now this oh and then we've got like um obviously teasing for the next couple of movies or yeah. setting them up and everything and they expect to do this all in about two two and a half hours <laughs>
0: yeah I, I don't know that's uh, that's okay matt because they'll cut three hours from it and then put it all on the dvd
1: that's true
0: that you, you know
1: it's funny i actually watched the the suicide squad extended cut Me recently too. It, 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 it it's out of bullshit though but um oh, it really apparently... is.
0: they put in five minutes and at least two of the scenes they put in yeah i see why you cut these scenes they do nothing
1: yeah and, and apparently like fans actually worked it out i don't know how the hell they did this but they found out that they didn't put in all the scenes that they cut when they could have
0: right because there's, there's still like a one bunch the bunch of other scenes yeah yeah they're still missing stuff like you know i can't wait to show you my toys that's not in the movie there's a bunch of stuff that's just straight up not in there
1: yeah, it's, it's so <laughs> – and if they're going to do that with every movie, like what what's the point in
0: going seeing see in the cinemas? It's getting very annoying now, isn't it? And yeah, I mean it's funny. You know, while we're on the subject of Suicide Squad, we might as well talk about this because we both saw the movie. Of all the scenes they add in, all the new ones with Joker and Harley actually make it worse. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, that that scene on where they're on like that highway. Yeah, yeah. And that, that trucker and I said I said it on Twitter as well. That trucker calls Joker a dick face. Sure and is. that that's the second time in three movies that DC has had some dick related pun <laughs> that's so like in in um uh Man of Steel, Pete Ross calls Clark a dick splash.
0: Oh, he does too. And, and then like what the hell's what's the deal with that? Is D- it dicks are funny, Matt? We should know. <laughs> The the bit that got me is uh so the extended bit with the Joker in Arkham, where he's mad at Harley and like gives her like a lobotomy because like oh you tried to change me you tried to make me forget the few memories I had I'm like whoa 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 wait, you're actually trying to sympathize the Joker one of the most evil hateable villains of all time. To sympathize him in this horrible act of violence he commits against this woman, and you're trying to make her be the bad guy in this? Really, I see why you cut this. <laughs> and then they still put it back in. And also the bit too where like uh where they're walking because apparently they do a lot of walking in this movie, and Harley tries to like psychologically profile everyone on the team, which is just mm-hmm. bad writing because it's like no no you're telling you're not showing mm-hmm it's like oh well you're uh you're katana and you know you have a problem with your father and blah, blah. i'm like oh my god you're just telling you're not showing this is bad writing and then it's all followed up by like flag and deadshot talking and like doesn't he call her like a crazy stripper or something so like oh so she is actually a stripper in the suicide squad universe movie nice nice
1: yeah yeah he calls her a stripper
0: round of applause guys that was that five minutes really needed to be in the movie (laughs) what a what a great extended edition this was i really it it really wasn't
1: either because they only added what like 10 minutes or so i would say it was closer to five honestly yeah yeah well and it was all like front end as well Mm -hmm. nothing at the
0: end of the movie still has all the same editing and pacing problems we meet deadshot three separate times (laughs) yep (laughs) for the first time the title card comes in super late it's it's a very weirdly cut movie it is i would i would definitely say that's a movie to show film classes and being like hey this is how you don't edit guys (laughs) and trying to imagine too as i watched it the second time i'm like wow there's a whole cut of this movie where they didn't keep changing songs every three minutes Yeah, Yeah, I I timed it at the start of the movie.
1: Within the first five minutes, they changed songs four times. That's almost one
0: change a minute. And I like the soundtrack, don't get me wrong, but at the same time, it's like, wow, you were really trying to cover up for something, weren't you?
1: Yeah, it's almost like they were trying to emulate another movie that came out a couple of years ago.
0: Or, you know, even worse than that, it's almost like your movie cuts around so erratically, like a music video, you had the idea, well, let's make it a music video then. (laughs) Suicide Squad, it's its own great YouTube music video. (laughs) You know how people make, like, anime music videos? That's what that movie was. It's its own version. It's its own YouTube tribute. (laughs) It's a a big
1: budget YouTube video, music video. (laughs)
0: Yep. Yep, it sure is. And uh, moving on from there, again, we mentioned the Inhumans before. And how it's going to be based on the moon. Well, how funny is it, then, that Al Ewing is set to pen a brand new Inhumans book called Royals? Yeah, this is actually really cool. <laughs> it's going to focus on the Inhuman royal family, and it's going to see them going to space to visit the what's left of the Kree homeworld.
1: Yeah, I, I'm really interested in that. And obviously this is going to be in the wake of X-Men versus Inhumans and that resurrection thing. And... yeah
0: everything so yeah i'm really excited which is funny if we're seeing the inhumans go back to space and assumedly all the big triple a inhumans are leaving earth does this further strengthen the theory that the x-men are going to return to prominence because maybe they worked out a deal it's definitely possible because i mean look as much as i love what charles souls has been doing with inhumans it's hard not to deny that they are filling the x-men role on earth oh yeah totally and that they're having X Men stories, well-written runs, but obviously, of course, the heart and soul of the Inhumans has always been out in space as cosmic characters. I wonder if we're seeing them become cosmic characters yet again. What could this possibly mean?
1: Yeah, I'm. I, I guess, like, maybe it could be because of a deal, or maybe they're just trying to shift them to make them similar to what's we're going to see in the TV show, or that too. which, which again, I don't, I don't the fact know.
0: that the TV show looks to be an outer space fairing show also makes me go, hmm. Yeah. Because you would think if things were the way they were, it would be about Black Bolt and Medusa and Gorgon and everyone coming to Earth and setting up like their own little inhuman town, much like it is in the comics currently.
1: Yeah. Setting up New Attilan or something <laughs> in New York or
0: something. Yeah. The fact that, uh, that they're going back off to space makes me kind of raise an eyebrow. Now here's another thing too, because obviously if we keep getting more Inhuman human books, this becomes the thing with x-men books and that is like okay well which one do i read though do i read uncanny and humans or do i read this one
1: yeah well i I definitely would read this one because it's all like the big (laughs) the big players of the inhuman world yeah um but yeah i I don't know what other books what other inhuman books coming out is uncanny and humans
0: ending i think that's the only one now and i didn't hear it was ending
1: yeah yeah that's the only one at the moment and they seem to be just telling stories from like
0: smaller Inhuman characters at the moment. Right. There was all new Inhumans with Crystal, but that one got canceled, and now Crystal's on this team. Yeah, and she's and she's in the Uncanny Inhumans book. So oh, yeah, nice. Yeah. So they all just kind of they all just kind of walk around those characters. Good for them. Yeah. Now, uh, while we're still on the subject of space, this is quite fitting, and I know Matt will probably have a hell of a lot to say about this new darth maul comic miniseries coming from marvel i know i did not expect this no no i mean they've been doing really good with their miniseries haven't they from their solos to their damarins to uh their obi-wan and anakins it makes sense that uh maul would pull one
1: yeah and it's going to be set during a time period we don't really know a lot about it's set before episode one Mm -hmm. and it sees darth maul going after a uh jedi apprentice nice who has something big happen with him and everything i think he's i think it's like a test for maul or something i'm not too sure
0: well i heard that it was going to focus on his training with uh with sidious which we've technically already seen in expanded universe stuff but that stuff doesn't count anymore so we get to tell it again yeah i i'm really intrigued i wonder will we see him back on dathomir and everything because obviously the clone wars did such hard work setting up dathomir and its ecosystem and everything will we actually see him get chosen by sidious
1: I think we will. I th- or they might just sort of skip by that a little bit, and may- maybe because they might be leaving that for like rebels or something. Mm. But I could definitely see them doing it and setting that. Because and that you know the Dathomir and the Night Sisters and everything.
0: Did you ever think that Darth Maul, a character who had almost no speaking lines in The Phantom Menace, would actually end up being such a deeply involved character in the expanded universe and everything around? I didn't, and it's great it's kind of crazy i know i was having an argument with another star wars fan where he's like no no i draw the line at maul no they had their chance with him and they didn't do anything I'm like yeah but he's awesome now he's on rebels and he's old as shit now (laughs) and he's like well why isn't he dead then i'm like oh dathomary and dna i I don't know how they age (laughs) yeah the force and everything (laughs) the force or something you know he's he's got a bad hip that darth maul eats the prunes (laughs) Yeah, his he's hip's rusted, so, yeah. He's he's pretty fucking spry for a dude his age, though, you gotta admit. <laughs> yeah. Spry maw. But yeah, I'm definitely interested in this one. I've sadly fallen off the Star Wars books because I've just had too much other stuff to read. But this definitely looks like a strong one. I can't wait to pick this one up.
1: Yeah, I, the Star Wars books so far have been so great. I think this coming week, the Han Solo solo series ends. Nice.
0: There hasn't been a bad uh, nah. one yet. They've all been quality. Yeah, yeah, they've all been great, and all had great creative teams on them as well. I think this is Bun writing this one, actually. Yeah, it is. Nice. Good for him. I bet he'll write a good one. <sighs> Excuse me. Who do you think will be next for a Star Wars book? Um, They've given Chewie one, they've given Han one. I'd like a Qui-Gon Jinn book. Oh, yeah. I think
1: he one. was he was severely underused in <laughs> The Phantom Menace, and there was something really cool about him. So I'd like to see a little bit more about him.
0: Yeah, let's salvage him in the new universe, why don't we? Yeah. Let's write him some new shit. Honestly, I'm shocked and amazed that we're this far in, and no one has tried to write a Boba Fett book. Well, I think they've got something planned for him. I guess, because doesn't he have a movie or something coming down the pipeline? Oh,
1: that's the rumors. There's nothing
0: being confirmed, so... I mean, shit, Kanan got a book for crying out loud. Yeah, well well he was in the T V show and everything, so yeah Nice nice little bring it all together there. What are some other side characters? I guess that's one to pitch to the fan base out there listening. Who would you like to see get a get a book of their own? I'm surprised no one said, Hey, what about uh what about Mace Windu, Mace Sam Jackson Windu? Yeah,
1: that actually would be pretty cool.
0: That would be good. You can have a whole story about how he was an actor before he became a Jedi and he <laughs> was in a bunch of great movies. Until he discovered he was Force-sensitive and then he got a sweet purple lightsaber because he asked. (laughs)
1: I'd actually really like to see if they, like, if they ever do anything with him, whether they keep much of his Expanded Universe stuff. Because, like, he, in the Expanded Universe, his Force abilities included, like, this thing where he could sense the shatter point of anything
0: Mm. and,
1: and utilize that to find its weakness. And I thought that was really cool.
0: Nice. What, a, what about a pod racing story where we follow around Subulba? <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. Hey, Fast what's... and furious in space. Oh, dude, Matt, there you go. You, ju- you just sold it right there. <laughs> <laughs> and then Vin Diesel, just as Vin Diesel in space. He doesn't need to be an alien or anything. He can just show up. <laughs> pod racing, Corona, blue milk. <laughs> Oh, there's one we need to find. Uh, Aunt Baru's Day Out. That'll be a five-part miniseries where we just fall around Aunt Baru and see what she's been up to. <laughs> yeah, you know, she's just doing so. She goes to the market, picks up some stuff, washes Luke's clothes, you know, that sort of thing. It's yeah, just everyday mom stuff. Just everyday mom stuff. Pours the blue milk. It's all good. <laughs> you know, we say that, but because anything with the Star Wars label would sell on I bet Aunt Baru's Day Out would sell really, really good. Oh, probably would <coughs> you know what make it make it an anthology book with a bunch of other characters where it's like really like uh what is it freaking Jar Jar Binks can have a backup in this <laughs> you, you know
1: in the, in the old expended universe Jar Jar Binks father had his own like storyline and it ended with him killing himself on an island after realizing that his son would still be alive or something it was really weird <laughs>
0: He saw what a failure his son would be, and like, I can't live yeah. in this world. <laughs> smart man, smart Gungan, he did what he had to do. No one could fault him for that, no one could take it away from him. Uh, our our last big piece of news here, and this is a story we've been following on the comic multiverse quite closely, I would say, and that is involving the Deadpool sequel. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, sorry, again, I, I'm dying over here, don't worry about it. Uh, we said quite publicly there how uh, the original director, Tim Miller, dropped out. The score guy, Junkie XL, also dropped out. Uh, but apparently now they have managed to wrangle a new director rather quickly, and i got to say they made a fairly decent choice uh, in who they picked. It's David Leitek, I think that's how you pronounce it. He's the guy, of course, you'll all remember from John Wick.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty interested to see what he's going to do, but I, I think a lot of people need to realize that John Wick was just an action movie, it wasn't Mm -hmm. really heavy on the storyline, or comedy, you know, yeah, so, gotta take
0: that into consideration. Also, too, like, you know, as much as we all love Deadpool, and as much as Ryan Reynolds brought a lot to that project, you gotta understand, Tim Miller was the heart and soul of that, he was the guy who made the animated piece that got the movie, people interested in it in the first place. Yep, yeah, he was a big part of that movie getting greenlit. He's probably the guy who leaked that footage, too. Oh, yeah, probably. So, like, probably. here's the thing. Like, you got a render under the dude for, like, the man The man put his work in for this one, and it's sad that because of creative differences or whatever, he's not going to be able to shepherd the project into the future. Yeah, it is sad. At least we know the action scenes are going to be freaking awesome. Uh, David Leitek is also a stuntman himself, so he definitely knows what he's doing.
1: Yeah, I'm going to be really interested to see these action scenes. Hopefully they will have a bit more budget to allow him to bring his case of guns and not leave it in the taxi.
0: <laughs> as clever as that was. Oh no, I can't bring my guns with me. We can only fire this many shots. Yeah, that was pretty clever. <laughs> that was a really smart idea. You see, that's why, that's why budgetary constraints, if you're smart enough, can actually work in your favor because it forces you to be more creative yep that's why not every movie needs to be this huge budget thing even though i get the feeling deadpool 2 will be a huge budget thing yeah which might be a problem for it (laughs) possibly my uh, my hope is make a joke make a meta joke about how they have so much more money this time (laughs) have deadpool be like wow i got like 87 bazillion guns wow where did all these guns come from This is just an insane amount of shooting. I mean, I'm sure these bullets aren't going anywhere near who I'm shooting at, but it looks and feels so good. (laughs) See, it brights itself. Or be like, man, we couldn't have done this in the first movie. Or, wow, that was really expensive what we just did. (laughs) Basically just turn the whole thing into 22 Jump Street, where they're like, oh, no, our funding got cut. What do we do?
1: (laughs) Yeah, don't drive through the robotics lab. (laughs) Oh, no.
0: God, I love those movies. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I guess with that, that's uh, that's all the news for this week. Not a bad week for stuff going on, I must say. Yeah, it was a pretty
1: news-filled week, and I imagine it's just
0: going to keep coming. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Especially as we move on into the new year and everything. C two E two is coming up very soon. That's always the one where the big comic book news comes in.
1: Yeah, that's coming up. When's that again?
0: April, I think. April. Oh God, yeah, it's pretty close. I, I'm actually thinking I might go to C2E2 this year. I know some people who are going, so I might actually try and get out there. Awesome. If I can save up the money for it. I've never been to Chicago before. I've never been to the Myrtle murder capital of the United States. <laughs> oh, you'll love it. I said myrtle. I've never been to the myrtle capital. What's a myrtle? Well, you know, it's like a, it's like a girdle, but, you know, for your junk, it's a myrtle. It's like a merkin. <laughs> But here's the funny thing. I I had a chance to go last year, but couldn't quite make it because I couldn't save up the money and I didn't have a passport at the time. And it's funny, that was when they had the big DC Rebirth panel and everything. And the irony being is that, you know, all the people I know who make YouTube videos were there at the event and as such couldn't make videos about it. So I got to make a video on DC Rebirth and it actually ended up being probably one of my most successful videos
1: yeah, so did I. I was really happy about that. They live-streamed the whole event.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's truly one of the hilarious things about uh, about going to cons, is that while you're there, you will hear none of the news. Yeah, it's it's so weird. Yeah, it's very, very crazy like that. So uh, I guess with that, we can hop on over into what we read this week. I've been really slow reading this week, I ain't gonna lie. What, uh, what did you read this week, Matt? I will let you go first. Uh, I'm
1: really happy I actually got all my reviews done. Um, I read uh, I read a book that I know we both read, and I read this because I'm hopping back into the series
0: and because it had Superman in it, and that was Nightwing issue 9. Yes, this was a big Superman-centric episode, or episode issue, and this isn't the first time either that, uh, that Tim Seeley has teamed up Nightwing and Superman. He really seems to love that pairing.
1: Yeah, and it's a classic pairing as well, because they were really great friends in the pre-Flashpoint universe. Mm-hmm. So, uh, as the Superman says in this, uh, Dick Grayson is a multiversal constant.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's, he's a good guy in everyone.
1: And, uh, yeah, yeah, it was a really great... Uh, I guess it was kind of like a filler one-shot. Yeah. Uh, where we see Dr. Destiny playing with... Creepy as
0: well.
1: Yeah, he looks really cool. Uh, and... Superman has to
0: go inside Nightwing's mind and Ball. go all inception. <laughs> at least they make that joke. At least they make the inception joke.
1: Yeah, at least they do that. Uh, but yeah, it was really cool. And <laughs> what I really liked about it is the little uh, it's cameo nods, or maybe a little bit more than that. Maybe it's something for the oh, future that's come down. To, yeah, the foreshadowing of like
0: Superboy Prime mm-hmm. and all those. And like, oh,. Stop teasing me, Tim Sealy. They, uh, hey, he, they drew them, which means he's interested in them, which means... Hey, <laughs> no, okay, no, you're a bigger Superman fan than me, so you'll be able to tell me this. So there was, in the little flash, where Superman says, oh, I'm taking an effort to try and make sure the villains I fought on my own Earth won't be a problem here. We had Doomsday. Mm-hmm. We had Superboy Prime. Who was the long-haired dude in the back who looked like mum
1: Um, oh my god, I remember... <laughs> who he was, but now I've completely forgotten. I can't remember. I don't want to say who it is in case someone is like, that's not right!
0: Um... At first I'm like, is that supposed to be Phantom King? Is that like a Phantom Zone criminal? Who the Who the fuck is that?
1: No, nah, that's not Phantom King. Phantom King looks like a mummy.
0: Right, um, of course.
1: Ah, uh, god. Cause I, I had thing- his name when I was, like, reading the comic. I'm like, oh, that's this guy. And I can't... I want to say Blackrock, but I probably know it's not Blackrock. Because um, uh,
0: that's the funny thing about Sealy too, because he'll put in really well-known references into his shit, and then he'll also throw you, like, crazy obscure curveballs, because I remember when I was reading uh, one of his Batman-centric stories, and he's like, yeah, you'll go undercover as two Batman villains, and uh, one of the Batman villains he chose was Scalp Hunter, and I'm like, oh, wow, what an obscure reference. <laughs> and Scalp Hunter is one of my favorite obscure references, because he has such a cool design, Eh. or no not scalp hunter headhunter scalp hunter is one of the reavers from marvel there's way too many but yeah that was that was a great story and it had probably one of the best turns i've ever seen ever where superman's like oh i wanted to take you somewhere dick where i knew you'd be safe and where i knew you'd be at home only this superman doesn't know that this nightwing has never been to bloodhaven so he actually ends up taking him to bloodhaven yeah
1: that that was quite interesting i i never actually knew this nightwing hadn't actually been to bloodhaven no i always thought he did had been to bloodhaven before that
0: not only has this Nightwing never been to bloodhaven they didn't mention bloodhaven until dcu really yeah they didn't mention it till wow late. that's where renee montoya was hiding when she came back in detective Comics. she's like yeah guys i was just in bloodhaven Oh, wow. Which is funny, because like, that was a huge moment for me that had me nerd out and lose my mind, and I expected like all the uh, comic websites to pick up on it, but no one did. <laughs> and I'm like, well, shit, I guess I'm the only one who cares about Renee Montoya and Bloodhaven. <laughs> but yeah, that was a cool story, and it perfectly sets up the next issue, where Nightwing will be going to establish himself in Bloodhaven.
1: Yeah, so it's all <laughs> fallen into place. I love that it was Superman's idea. Yeah, again, it, it's, it's, it stays with that constant where he was the one who provided Nightwing with his name, and he's good friends
0: with Nightwing and everything. It's really great what they're doing. Yeah, re- really well done. It's, it's funny. It's almost like you just let Superman act like Superman, and suddenly everything else in the comics just fall into place yeah it it just yeah falls into place like a puzzle yeah it's like if superman is the way he should always be then everything else gets fine yeah maybe the movie should take note (laughs) (laughs) just maybe matt just maybe we can dream (laughs) uh i i guess from dc over to marvel infamous iron man number two was this week as well
1: yeah this was a really cool issue was the thing versus the infamous iron man
0: yeah much more of a thing centric issue but i love the way bendis writes the thing yeah, he's so good. You get the accent in in the dialogue and everything. Wonderful. I forgot because there hasn't been like any good Fantastic Four story since like Secret Wars. I forgot how much I love the thing. I know. I, I, it makes
1: me wonder like whether they're going to be coming back soon. Like whether we'll, we get the thing here and maybe in some other book we get you know
0: Johnny Storm or something. <laughs> well, Johnny Storm's on the Uncanny Avengers. He just doesn't do much.
1: Oh, yeah, that's true. He's like the background. He's like the boy toy for Medusa. Yeah, I was
0: like, isn't he also dating Medusa? It's like he's everywhere but nowhere. Yeah, he hasn't appeared for quite for quite a number of issues lately. Yeah, and he hasn't had many speaking lines in, uh, in Uncanny. Has a great new costume, though. Yeah, oh, yeah, his costume's really cool. Now, if only he could do something with it. But, yeah, this infamous Iron Man story was really cool. I like doom's new approach to crime fighting and that is just hey i'm gonna find other evil geniuses out there like myself give them the option to either be good like me or i'll kill them
1: (laughs) it's it's a very black and white look at the play at the
0: uh crime fighting (laughs) it's a very proactive uh take to crime fighting (laughs) it reminded me a lot of superior spider-man where it's like well i was a villain myself so i know who all the heavy hitters are i know how they think and i know where to find them Yeah, it's great. It's really good. And I like, too, that he gives them a chance. He's like, okay, Mad Thinker, you're going to be a good guy now?
1: No? Okay, then. No, you're going to send all your robots after me? Okay, then.
0: No, I've been looking for a reason to try out my new weaponry. Okay, then. (laughs) You tried. And then to, like, have him have this big display of power and then to see him get shot by accident. <laughs> yeah, shot by a Amara by accident. That was cool. And then to him just be shocked and incensed for the rest of the issue. Like, you shot me. I I was God King Doom. I saw the universe reshaped <laughs> and you shot me. Yeah, how dare you? I'm the king of my own nation and you shot me. I stole the Iron Man mantle and you shot me. <laughs> I had something important to tell you, but now I can't remember because you shot me. <laughs> I love this it's just like nothing's ever hurt him or bested him before he's like freaking Xerxes at the end of 300 when someone just hits him a little but he's like oh no I'm not invincible yeah he's kind of (laughs) shocked I'm not nearly as invincible as I thought but yeah infamous Iron Man continues to be really good it's nice to see what Bendis can do when he gives a crap (laughs) this and the other Iron Man book are prime giving a crap I'll get into Bendis not giving a crap later
1: yeah yeah that's the thing it's like he gives a crap now but whether he'll give a crap
0: in you know six months yeah yeah it gets to be seen unless he gets a new shiny project he's working on yeah <laughs> which is always the case what else did you have this week matt uh i had uh justice league issue nine see i've dropped off on justice league has it gotten any better or does it still suffered from the same problems
1: it's it's gotten a lot better but like th- this issue, it's uh, the last two issues have been about something hacking the team, oh. and ter- like they turn all of Batman's <laughs> gadgets against him in the Batcave and utterly destroy the Batcave. Oh no! Uh, they they try and crash the Watchtower down <laughs> on San Francisco, uh, and ha- they hack Baz's ring. They uh, hack the look- planet. Yeah, yeah, pre- yeah, pretty much they hack the planet, and <laughs> Justice League Arif-
0: versus Elite Hacksaws.
1: <laughs> and obviously it was it was a it was connected to that one woman who died during the kindred battle. Oh. And I originally thought like maybe like she'd become a villain, like maybe like some type of brother eye type thing or you know, brain X somehow involved, you know, messing with the Justice League and everything. That's just her husband who's just an elite hacker.
0: Oh. <laughs> that that actually sounds pretty anticlimactic.
1: Yeah, it is. Uh, like, like I originally thought, like, oh, there's gonna be something else. It's gonna be something else. And they're like, no, no, no it's just it's this guy sitting in his garage on his computer hacking them.
0: Sounds like I wouldn't like that one. I don't know what. To, wh- <laughs> who's the guy writing that one again? It's the guy who did the Ultimates. His name. Yeah, Brian the- Hitch. Brian Hitch. What are you doing, Brian Hitch? What are you doing? I,
1: I, I don't. I don't. I think this. Is, I think right now, the book is in that in that mode where it's like we just got to get to december so justice league versus suicide squad
0: can kick in and i can I guess. put my feet up i guess which you know it's funny we read the solicitations today apparently that justice league of america is itself a spinoff from justice league versus uh suicide squad yep and i'll tell you right now justice league of america seems to be the one justice league book i actually want to read yeah, it seems like a pretty cool book. looks like a cool happening book with cool happening people. Uh, I guess keeping on the team front, I'll talk about a book that might as well be the new <laughs> Justice League because it's that good. It's as good as Justice League should be, and that's Trinity number three. Oh, God. This book was so good. What a, what a winner, man. Francis Manipal is just firing on all cylinders. How about that art? Oh, eye-popping.
1: Yeah, no, it wasn't drawn by Francis Manipal. It was drawn by, I think his name is Clay Mann. Oh yeah 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 I, I think, know man.
0: Oh yeah that's right. Yeah. Yeah it's a little different but it's good.
1: Yeah oh god it's it's amazing art and obviously the, this storyline dealt with Bruce and his
0: reaction to the Black Mercy. Mm, it's a, it's funny how uh, Superman when we go inside his mind it's like a beautiful technicolor flashback where he gets to talk to his father and everything but for Batman it's a flaming shit show nightmare. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's a nightmare where young Bruce gets thrown from a building by a gargoyle horseman. And, and scarecrow and then save, shows up. Yeah, it's
0: it's so weird and, and kind of fucked up. It's beautifully trippy, this issue. I like to, we kind of see Batman in this messed up therapy session with Harley Quinn. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. It's good, and then you're also reminded, like, yeah, this couldn't actually have happened because the ages don't match up. And I think it's kind of cute and kind of funny that because we know Poison Ivy is behind this, that Poison Ivy just kind of inserted her friend Harley Quinn into this vision. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. (laughs) It's a nice touch. I also kind of like that, again, because it's not real, but it's like a look inside Batman's psyche. His view of psychiatrists and mental health professionals, how he's terrified of them. <laughs> they're, all, they're all crazy horsemen of the apocalypse. <laughs> Which, I, I loved that when Scarecrow came up riding a horse there, but it wasn't any version of Scarecrow. It was Scarecrow from Batman the Animated Series.
1: Yeah, it was great. The, the, the hat and the straw and everything. Man, and...
0: I love Undertaker, Preacher, uh, Scarecrow. I would draw him like that all the time if it was up to me. Yeah, he
1: looks so cool.
0: The kind of scary, messed up version where you're like, is there even a dude under that mask? I don't even know. Yeah, or
1: is it just a scarecrow?
0: Yeah, if you take off the mask, is, will it will be like Oogie Boogie from Nightmare Before Christmas and a bunch of bugs just come flying at you. <laughs> <coughs> yeah, Trinity, Trinity is great. I can't wait for the next issue because we're going to be going inside Wonder Woman's mind. And obviously with Batman and Superman, you kind of know what you're getting into. With Wonder Woman, you don't really know what you're getting into when you go inside her mind.
1: Yeah, and especially considering like what her uh, solo book is doing at the moment with that whole truth
0: storyline and year one storyline. Most, def- yeah, most definitely, most uh, definitely. What else did you have this week, Matt? Uh, I had All New Wolverine issue 14. Ah, I didn't read that one yet. This is the continuation of Enemy of the State, right? Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, it picks up pretty much immediately after the last issue. Nick Fury turns up at this town that... Uh, laura apparently killed everyone i'm guessing it, it's not really said in the comic but i'm guessing like the 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 water bombers that passed over the city were full of uh some feral compounds that make yeah. yeah that makes her go feral and i guess that's how she killed the whole town
0: was it her or was it gabby though
1: yeah yeah that's the thing we don't really know but the interesting thing is that we kind of find out who's responsible for it and it's someone in madripoor oh nice and we find out that Gabby's sister, Bologna, the one who escaped at the end of the Alchemist arc, oh. is involved with
0: Laura's mentor. Nice, whose, nice. Whose name
1: is escaping me at the moment. Yeah,
0: it's a, it's very difficult to, to pronounce, but yeah, I know the woman you're talking about. She showed up in a previous issue. Yeah, I think the last issue. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right, too. Yeah. Yeah. I guess from one Wolverine book to another, I read Old Man Logan, number 13, this week. This was the final, the final issue in the Last Ronin storyline.
1: Oh, cool. Did you read this one? No, no, I dropped off this book for a while ago.
0: Now you should hop back in now that Last Ronin is done, because Last Ronin ended up being a really good story. Yeah? Yeah, Wolverine goes back to Japan, and shit gets really fucked up. Awesome. He ends up having to fight like a... like a... star child, basically. like this child with amazing psychic powers who old man logan would kill in the future but because of this kid's future sight he knows that's gonna happen so he's trying to stop him now oh that's cool yeah and there's a nice message in the end where wolverine's like you know i could tap on into my berserk rage and i could kill this kid and i could kill everybody but then i would only be fighting the same battles over and over again it's a really great story about the past the present the future and wolverine being like you know i'm i've been fighting the same battles my whole life it's time to accept peace yeah yeah it's it's very samurai it's very japanese i very much liked it awesome yeah it's it's a it's a cool book and the final shot in it to to titillate you even more is a flashback of him and his wife marine finding that cabin from the original old man logan story oh nice bringing it all for full circle yeah old man logan is cool Cool, cool. <laughs> I'm actually hoping, you know, if our theorizing ends up being true and that, you know, Marvel and uh, Fox have worked out a deal with the X-Men, I hope they don't rush Wolverine coming back too soon because I like where we're at with old man Logan. <laughs> well,
1: I'm actually surprised, like, he's still a thing and, and young Wolverine isn't,
0: isn't back anymore. Yeah. You know, I'm surprised he hasn't come back. It's, it's
1: been what? It's been a <laughs> while.
0: It has been. I mean, shit, it's been even longer for Professor X. He's been dead for even longer.
1: Yeah, well, no one cares about Professor X.
0: Yeah, I mean, he dies a lot. <laughs> he di- he'll he come back and be like, oh, I wasn't really dead. I was just at Subway. <laughs> yeah, I years. fell out of my wheelchair in the Subway car <laughs> <got a> park. <pop. laughs> and no one helped me for five years. <laughs> <clears throat> also, what's this? I heard the Red Skull stole my brain. Hey, give that back. <laughs> That's mine. I need that for thinking. Or be like, nah, the Red Skull didn't really steal my brain. That was just a paper bag full of Tic Tacs. (laughs) I made him think it was my brain. Because I'm just that great. (laughs) (laughs) Go me. Now to me, my X-Men. Let's get back to business. (laughs) The the lawsuits have all been dealt with with Fox and Marvel. Let's get back to business as usual. (laughs) And also, all you time-traveling X-Men, go home. Your work here is done now. Uh, I was talking to someone else about that. Isn't it crazy that all this time later we're still living with young tra- time-traveling X-Men? Yeah, it's. I have no idea what the hell they're doing with them. That seemed like a story that was going to run its course at some point and then it just didn't. <laughs> yeah, just Bendis is like, fuck you all, I'm going to ride Iron Man. <laughs> yeah, up, up to you guys now to figure out what to do with all these time-traveling X-Men that I've left here. <laughs> and they're like, well, geez, he brought back all the dead characters people liked as younger versions of themselves. So what do we do? <laughs> uh-huh. But, uh, yeah, what else did you have this week, Matt?
1: Uh, I had a new number one. I had Thanos issue Same.
0: one. It was a pretty cool book. It was pretty fucking baller, wasn't it? Again, my, my boy, my boy Jeff Lemire and his boy Andre Sorrentino doing it up. Yeah, th- Thanos coming back to the Black Quadrant and, no, and, and was taking back. No, it wasn't. This wasn't Sorrentino. I thought it was. The last one was Lemire and Sorrentino. Lemire was this one, wasn't it? He wrote it. I don't think Sorrentino did the art for it, though. I oh, can, okay. but still, the art was really good, though. But continue, man. It was. Yeah. So yeah, Thanos comes back and
1: whoops some ass in Boy, the Black how Quadrant.
0: Does he? <laughs> Poor, poor Glaive, man. I felt bad for Glaive. He's like, look, my boss left me holding the bag, but I've, you know, carved out this great empire here, and people love and fear me, and I'm doing really good now, and then Thanos comes in and is like, hey, you've been sitting in my chair. Yeah, thanks for keeping my chair warm. (laughs) No, give it back to me. Okay, look, now either I can kill you or you can kill yourself. It's really up to you. What What a baller Thanos is. Yeah, and, and we and we actually
1: get like I guess what the story's gonna be around and it says Thanos is
0: dying. Yeah, yeah, he's going all all star Superman on us.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's gonna go live in the sun now. And... <laughs> Thanos <laughs>
0: didn't die, he's just fixing the sun. <laughs> and I I
1: don't like it that
0: his son his brother and his
1: lover are
0: trying to kill him yep how very game of thrones i like to death that two-time and hussy has changed her form <laughs> and is now rubbing up on thanos's inhuman secret son
1: yeah yeah i thought that was pretty cool it's like oh the, the uh, dad's getting you know old and tired and coughing too... up blood, so i'll go for the new
0: hotness You're getting too long in the tooth thanos is the old busted Thane is the new hotness <laughs> Also, too, how can we also forget the reintroduction of the greatest character, the greatest of the uh, masters of the universe, and that is Champion of the Universe. Oh yeah, brother. Yeah, Trico, the recolored Lobo. Oh my God, he's. So, I'm glad I'm not the only one who thought that, Matt. <laughs> he's so just Lobo in this, isn't he? Like, if you could, you could go in with MS Paint now and change him, and he would just be Lobo. Yep, <laughs> And I don't think this intergalactic wrestler has ever looked better than he does in this.
1: Yeah, I, I hope him and Star Fox stay around <laughs> with each other because they're like this great odd couple.
0: They're a buddy where couple. You got,
1: where you, yeah, where you got, where you got Star Fox's like, hey, come join me in this orgy and <laughs> I'm not going get to on, get on your shitty ship. You know, I'm i Star
0: Fox. I'm an eternal I fly around to... <laughs> yeah, I was, yeah, I was an Avenger for a little bit. No one remembers my tenure, but I was an Avenger for a little bit. <laughs> And Champion's like, I don't care, brother. It doesn't matter what your name is. Get on my ship. <laughs> I just imagine that that's what he speaks like when he talks. He's just cutting the rock promos all the time. Yeah, he's like just like macho, man. There you go. And I don't care about your Rudy Poo candy ass uh, Infinity Gems Thanos because when the hurt comes to you... i mean heck technically like the gardener and like the collector and everything i think champion is more or less immortal so long as he keeps doing his hobby yeah i think so i think that's the rule with those guys that you know because they were around at the beginning of the big bang and absorbed enough like residual energy from that cosmic event that now they're more or less immortal so long as they keep doing what they do yeah yeah i think that's how it works which is kind of ironic, as long as I keep fighting, I can never die. Yeah. That's like an oxymoron, man. That's like a Japanese riddle. If I keep fighting, I can't <laughs> die. What's your purpose for fighting? I'll keep fighting until I find that answer. <laughs> He's so anime.
1: Yeah.
0: <coughs> oh, man. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm dying over here. I'm dying a slow, painful death. But you know it wasn't a slow, painful death? You know what was great? Super, what? Superman number 11. It was pretty great. It was pretty great. It's the continuation of Damien and Jonathan hanging out, really laying the groundwork for Super Sons. In fact, they get the name Super Sons from Alfred in this issue.
1: Yeah, I, I like Alfred's role in this, how he... How he he was kind of like belittling Bruce and Clark a little bit, like, oh, yeah. "Don't do that to your sons, sir
0: Look, I'm not saying I'm a better father than both of you, but like I'm totally a better <laughs> father than both of you i'm gonna stop say stop trying to maim your sons, <laughs> yeah, really, stop putting them in trains with no tracks that just end. <laughs> Look, I think the boys did fine, so I'm giving them their capes back, and also they're getting ice cream and can stay up till ten. <laughs> <laughs> and i like too at the end of this story like you think oh are they going to become friends in the stretch of one story no they reach an understanding but then they still fight each other i thought that was really good writing
1: yeah i thought that was really great <laughs> so they have a, a mutual respect for each other but they still don't like each other
0: because you figure it took batman and superman years to finally become friends so it only makes sense that it would take their son's years to become friends
1: yeah it's it's a great sort of mirroring of that mm. and
0: I uh, I like that uh, that Jonathan, the one thing he does to insult Damien is that you're short. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Damien is short as well. He is. I love that that's, like, that's the nerve for Damien. That's the one nerve he hates, that he's shorter than everyone else. <laughs> Dude's got a real Napoleon complex on him, like for real. <laughs> he does. I like, too, they can't even get along when they're chopping down a Christmas tree. I thought that was great. Yeah,
1: they they can't decide who's going to use the axe or something.
0: Stupid alien short guy. I'm going to get you. I wonder, because <coughs> we're going to see these two in Super Sons, and they've set them up in this issue right here. I wonder, will Superboy be the sixth member of uh, Teen Titans? I wonder.
1: Yeah, it's possible. I, I I don't think he will be immediately. I think that we'll probably join them for a couple of missions here and there, but... I think he'll, make, like, because I think Superman's a bit too protective of him at the it's moment. True.
0: My uh, My guess will be it's either going to be him, it's either going to be Maya, because that's, you know, basically Damien's, uh, like, follow-around now, his toady now. Uh-huh. Or, uh, or Imiko, because Benjamin Percy, the Green Arrow guy, is writing that book, and they don't have an archer on that team, so that would make sense. Yep. That's my theory moving forward. Uh, what else did you have, Matt? Oh, I had had bet Matt. <laughs> Batman issue 11. What a weird issue this is. What a weird
1: series this has been so far. This is... I'm glad I'm not the only one who's seeing this, because, I, like, my reviews have been getting torn apart by people saying I don't understand it or
0: I, I should give it a, a better score or anything. It's just... It's been really weird. It has been, because it's like they set you up thinking one thing where it's like, yeah, it's Batman starting his own suicide squad. That's issue one. Then the last two issues have all been about Catwoman.
1: Yeah, and... Like and it's been like stuff that's been really predictable like she betrays the team in this issue uh ends up killing punch and judy by the looks of it yeah um
0: they're really and, they're really making an effort to make her a villain again which i think is interesting as soon as she loses her own book they make her a bad guy again yeah yeah and
1: and yeah you have to have like been a bit Predictable, like for Batman to uh, assume that she would do this. Like he just caught her for killing over three hundred people, and he's Which putting her on this team. Number, it is a sh- like when I saw them,
0: like bullshit. She's killed three hundred people. It sounds like a rounded up number too. It sounds like a number she haggled for. It's like, well, you know, three hundred forty-seven. Ah, just make it around three hundred fifty. <laughs> That's, uh, you know, I wanted to make it 250 because I love Pokemon, but I just tacked an extra 100 on it.
1: Yeah, and also I was really disappointed with the reveal of Bane since the last couple of issues have kind of built him like, like, you've just seen him in the shadows and he's massive hulking naked guy in the shadows and i kind of thought like that he was gonna have this big reveal the costume when he like fights batman but this issue we just you know see him you know
0: he's just he's just hanging out in his own crib you know just you know naked didn't feel like putting on pants that day if you panned over to the side he had a bowl of cheetos and his laptop open (laughs) he was just playing minecraft that day like oh yes i am building a prison within the world (laughs) oh it would be so great well here's the funny thing matt Uh, Again, because I read the solicitations today, you know what the name of the next story arc is after I Am Suicide, the one we're reading now? What's that? It's called I Am Bane, and it's all about Bane coming to Gotham to mess up Batman for what happened in this arc. Oh, okay then. Yeah, I know, right? I'm like, oh, so Bane's not actually a part of this storyline at all. It's the next (laughs) storyline. He's just he's just an extra character in the background. Yeah, it's it's really weird. Uh, Again, you know, this is this is Tom King we're dealing with here, and I remember feeling similarly in the last arc with Gotham and Gotham Girl. My only thought moving forward into this is that this whole story we've been reading so far is like a double bluff, like a con within a con and he's going to yeah. flip it on its head and be like, oh, well, you know, Punch was actually the one dressed as Batman. Batman was actually in the Punch costume, and, like, he knew Catwoman was going to betray him, so he had this working on the side and everything. He, he has to, because,
1: like, the, the minute, like, Catwoman gets on the team, you're like, oh, well, she's definitely going to betray <laughs> Batman. <laughs> like, for, especially going, you know, out of, out of the country to a non-extradition country and you know bartering with a character she has had relationships with with bane and everything you know for her freedom and yeah he had to he would have had to have seen it if not he's the most stupidest
0: detective in the world he's the stupidest greatest detective who ever lived yeah i would hope that batman saw all of this come what i'm interested about is the ventriloquist because tom king basically says okay the ventriloquist is actually the most important character here watch him
1: yeah, yeah, really interesting. I, I did like that little part in this one where they're traversing the sewers. How Catwoman's like talking to him about Scarface, and he's like, "So Scarface is just you, right?"
0: No, no, just really. you
1: talking through him. And yeah, I, I did like that. But yeah, I'm interested to
0: see how they're going to play with him. I think uh, I think her throwaway line from that is like, "Oh, isn't it nice? You can just put your demon away whenever you want to." Yeah, and I'm like, "Yeah, that's basically yeah, that's all of Batman's villains in a nutshell, right there." <laughs> uh, so uh from batman i guess to spider-man i had two spider-man comics this week uh one was a bendis one and a civil war 2 tie and yes they're still making those yeah by yeah. god was spider-man number nine one of the laziest issues i've ever read of anything really oh, Really? Yeah. oh yeah so you'll remember in civil war 2 everyone has the vision of miles killing captain america and you know miles takes yep. off after that This whole issue is literally just his friends and family trying to find him. And they keep running into each other and be like, have you seen Miles? No, have you seen Miles? Where could Miles have gone? I don't know. Are we going to find the plot? I don't know. Maybe Miles has the plot if we can find him. (laughs) And then it just ends up being that he went to the place from the Vision. And I'm like, well, you guys are stupid. Why didn't you go there first?
1: (laughs) And we already saw that as well in the the Civil War main book as well.
0: (laughs) It's also further dumb because it's like, well, guys, as we can see from post Civil War two, Miles is fine, and also Captain America is fine, so none of this matters. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm really be so glad <laughs> when this
1: event's over.
0: The only person is so shit. The only person who we can tell isn't fine is Iron Man.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: that kind of got bloody ruined. Mm-hmm, the one big possible twist, and it's not even a surprise anymore. Nah. And uh, the other one I read was Amazing Spider-Man number 21. This was a tie into the clone conspiracy. But what was interesting about this is that it had nothing to do with Peter Parker. It was a single one-shot issue all about Kane, the Scarlet Spider. Oh, cool. And everything he's been doing from Spider-Verse until now. This, this one standalone issue basically says that Kane is the real hero of this event and not Peter Parker. <laughs> it's kind of amazing, actually. If you're a fan of Kane and Scarlet Spider at all, then you should definitely read this one because you're gonna love it. Cool. <laughs> uh, that was uh, so. That was it for me for Spider-Man, and I'm pretty much uh, at the tail end of books I read this week. There's a bunch I haven't read yet. What uh, What about you, man? How many do you have left? If you want to lightning round them. Um. Yeah, I had Green Arrow issue 11. Oh wait, I actually did read that. I'm wrong. What'd you think? Pretty cool book. Pretty cool. Pretty pretty nice looking too, isn't it? I love how yeah. they're train underwater.
1: Yeah, I thought that was really cool. Obviously, uh, a reference to Murder on the Orient Express. Which
0: is why the story um, is called Murder on the Empress Express.
1: Yeah, uh, and w- what I really like, and I said in my review, is that they're taking Green Arrow out of like the streets of Seattle and putting them in like these international espionage storylines, mm-hmm. especially like, this one, which was about peace summits and everything.
0: Very, and, um, very Mike Grell, very Longbow Hunters, which is funny because one of the characters from Longbow Hunters shows up in this. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, definitely taking him back <clears> to an era. And I like too at the end of this story, Green Arrow is kinda of forced to reintroduce himself back to Seattle after everyone thinking he was dead.
1: Yeah, I'm intrigued to see what he's gonna do now. <laughs> he's gotta get his company back and everything. So. Mm.
0: You know what he should do, because night because uh, Nightwing got Bloodhaven back, he could she should just say, Hey, Seattle's stupid, I'm going to Star City and opening a new company. <laughs>
1: yeah seattle's for losers
0: i'm gonna make a cooler city over here and you all won't be invited (laughs) sorry generation west i'm like 90 minutes away from you by ferry if i wasn't feeling like crap i would actually try and hop down to seattle and see what you guys got going on there
1: (laughs) yeah make sure you look for the big massive doom ship on the coast
0: yeah really oh yeah 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 the the birdman's doom ship (laughs) <laughs> thank uh, thank God for Generation West for answering all our burning uh, Seattle questions whenever we read that. Where it's like, hey, Generation West, do they really have a bunch of abandoned islands out there? Well, yes, actually, they do. <laughs> do they really have giant doom fortresses? Well, only in the summer. Yeah, do you have a jungle full of homeless people? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. And a bunch of Nosferatu men with goggles who live in the sewers and come up and kidnap you. it's like in gotham you'd be like yeah yeah that's fine but like seattle's a real city though (laughs) it's like briefly when they took nightwing to chicago and tried to have him do stories there it's the same problem it's like but this is a real place though (laughs) at least when you read a story in marvel's new york you know it's marvel's new york yeah (laughs) where you've got avengers tower and the baxter building and all these places that don't exist in the real new york yeah, and in in Green Arrow, it's just Seattle. When's when's Canada and you know Australia gonna get some love, Matt? When's when's a hero gonna move to Toronto and start working out of there? <laughs> we
1: we had we had Australia in in the Injustice book. That's we right, had, we had indeed. like we had like a hero be crippled by Superman.
0: Yeah, he got <laughs> murdered quite early on, didn't he? And the Flash just stood there and watched, and he's like, "Oh man, I just sat and watched." <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm a big wad, aren't I? <laughs> But yeah, that was a good one. What else did you have happening, Matt? Uh, last book I had Green Lanterns issue eleven. oh uh, I keep meaning to catch up on this. Everything I hear about the Phantom Ring sounds so cool. Maybe I'll read it on the plane back if I'm lucky. It it
1: is so cool. It's such a good arc. So we got Frank, who's now got the Phantom Ring, and he's a Green Lantern. So he's fulfilled his his dreams, and uh, he he actually goes and saves a girl. But you, you think it's it's for the right reasons you know he wants to be a hero but he just does it for the fame and everything Aww. that it gets him and um it leads to a pretty public display of violence between him baz and jessica damn and, and i like that like batman gets on on the comms to to baz and say damn it baz don't do anything in front of the cameras <laughs> damn it baz you're a renegade give me your
0: badge and you're gone <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: and 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 the thing is like like the people start defending Frank as well oh, and he gets really smug about it as well <laughs> like the art in it
0: makes him look really smug and like makes you just want to hate the guy look we like we like Frank because he's a blunt lantern is what he is he's not an insider hero is what he is <laughs> he's going to drain yeah, he, the justice league swamp
1: <laughs> and um he eventually like obviously because of the fight the, the people around him get scared of him, and because he wants their attention and everything, the
0: phantom ring turns him into an orange lantern. Oh shit, it can do that, it can just change him up and down depending on his emotions. That's awesome.
1: Yep, yep. So, I'm guessing we're <laughs> gonna go through probably all the cores you know, red lantern, yellow lantern, blue lantern, you know, all them. I'm intrigued to see if they do like a black lantern or white lantern or something
0: well, like that i i would say to do black does that mean that if you kill him he'll just come back as a black lantern i imagine that'd be well how do you become a white lantern though i wonder i guess he'd have to like meditate and achieve that next level <laughs> you have to put a bunch of experience points into it and level up <laughs> yeah. that's what we would have to do so uh so is that it this week matt for everything yep yep Actually ended this one a little bit shorter. Sorry about that, guys. I haven't had a chance to read near as much, and also, as you can tell, I'm kind of dying over here. This is more talking than I've done all day, so I'd really like a chance to heal. But I also didn't want to deny you a show, because I know if you didn't get it, I would be derelict in my own duties. (laughs) So so what do you got coming out, Matt, this week? (laughs) Um i got, a, obviously, a bunch
1: more comic reviews coming out, and I just did a video called Comic Not Camp, nice. uh, which uh, I'm not going to tell people what it's about. They're going to have to go take a look at what it's about, but I know it's a lot a of people title. have really liked it, so uh, if there's other videos like that that people want me to do, I'll probably definitely do them.
0: I can basically tell by the title right now that's something I would like, and that's definitely an argument you and I have been having with people for a long time. Yep, that's exactly why I did it. There you go. Getting getting the important stuff out there. Getting getting the word out to everyone. I'm actually looking right now over <clears throat> over on the comic release schedule to see if anything new or interesting of note comes out this week. Yeah, um, I think
1: it's actually quite a light week in or like lighter than usual. In, at least
0: for me it is in comparison, yeah. Yeah. Man, I, I love this DC Rebirth, but I hate the fact that I'm reviewing most of the books.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I had to in my Rebirth Roundup series. I'm just, like, waiting for certain series that I'm not reviewing to hit, like, issue five or ten, and then picking them up straight from there, like Nightwing and stuff.
0: That's a great idea, Matt. I may need to steal that idea because it's so <laughs> Go sweet. Go for it. <laughs> uh, what do we got this week? We got, oh, we got Amazing Spider Man Annual. I'm sure that will be a clone conspiracy tie in. Ooh, we got Cage number two from Gendy Tartakovsky. Did you read uh, his first Luke Cage story that he did? Nah, no, I missed it. It was amazing, because he writes it totally in that 70s style.
1: Yeah, I, I figured it would be sort
0: of like a blaxploitation sort of thing. Oh, God, yes, it's straight-up comedy, and I love it. Oh, enough with that jibber jabber. I'm Luke Cage. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm the hero of Harlem. It's It's amazing. It was really, really, really good. Uh, so we got that oh we got the penultimate issue Civil War number seven comes out this week. Oh god, please just hurry up. No, we won't be done till the end of the year, Matt. Uh, what else? They're
1: like torturing us with like, hey, do you want another issue? We'll yeah. give you another issue.
0: We got Prowler number two. Ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> got the finale of Han Solo as you were saying. Yep got ultimates squared number one so for those of you out there who love your cosmic universe and are fans of that you can check that out
1: yeah i'll probably definitely be reviewing that i like the cosmic marvel universe Uh,
0: oh and venom number one comes out today too as i upload this
1: oh really that's the one with like the new venom symbiote we don't know who it is
0: yeah we don't know i know a lot of venom fans were actually ticked off because apparently venom space knight (laughs) <laughs> ended on a really great note actually with flash coming back to earth reteaming with his old sidekick mania and just everything being really good in his life
1: yeah well well there's always the chance that maybe the symbiote isn't the venom venom symbiote right yeah, there's a possibility could be something made by the government or something i think it would be really lame to uh to
0: sidetrack flash thompson as a character yeah i imagine
1: he's he's still going to be in the book
0: and he'll be somewhere somewhere else you would hope so i would hope like if it's going to be a book where it's like oh you know we're going to make it about a villain i hope the b story in that much like in thanos and much like in carnage is about someone trying to stop the new evil venom yeah what if like maybe he has to share the venom symbiote with someone interesting yeah there's a there's a lot of places you could go with that yeah So I guess with that, everyone will bring this episode to a close. I am slowly losing my breath, and there is a cup of neo citron over there with my name on it. (laughs) (laughs) It's either that or just drink a lot of booze and go to sleep when I'm done here. Both work. (laughs) Both work fine. Obviously, of course, I will be uploading this to Patreon, Tootsuite. uh, So if you are a patron, if you help support the show and help support Matt and I in creating videos like this, you'll be able to listen to it first. Thank you, thank you for that. Uh, for everyone else, this show will be heading up on Wednesday. Be sure to like, subscribe, favorite, do all that other social media jazz. Be sure to find Matt over on Fortress of Solitude. Yeah, yeah, come come find me. I'm doing some pretty cool videos. Be sure to download the show and carry it around with you over on Podbean. And I'll actually try and get that up on time. Ever since I've been traveling and the time zones have been messing me up, I haven't been uploading that on time. sorry for that everybody i'll try and fix that this week so yeah i I guess that's just about it huh Matt? nothing nothing else to say nothing else to do no no uh definitely a good show this week yeah yeah to to pat ourselves on the back and say we did a great job (laughs) of all the podcasts we've done this is one of them and we're nearing we're nearing 40 episodes of the comic multiverse soon yeah, we'll have to do something special. I guess we will. I don't know. Maybe one of us will have to figure out how to actually stream a live show or something. Yeah, I'm sure we can work it out. I'm sure we can. That'd, that'd be difficult, though, because it means i got to put on pants. Or <laughs> well, just frame the camera so you can see your face. Oh, there you go, like I always do. Because <laughs> that's the way you do it. And on that note, everyone, I will bid you adieu, Bye bye and see you all next time. Bye.